0: Well, it's all right riding around in the breeze. Well, it's all right
1: if you live the life you please. Well, it's all right.
2: Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150, and uh, great to be here as always. Uh, the eve of Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> And That reminds
1: me, I'm going to have to find some Halloween dog songs again.
2: Yes. Tough. Yep, Yeah, always tough. Challenge. I know it's always a challenge for you, Eric. Um, Eric's the master at uh, dog-related topic-appropriate songs for the show. He's our booth engineer and program coordinator here at KKNW. As I look out the window today, I think to myself, what a nice day it is to take your dog for a walk
1: agreed yeah, yeah we've just had a really nice fall very mild sunny and we've had some sunshine we've had some a uh, little bit of fog but uh, yeah. all good s- and such bright colors with the leaves yeah, yeah it's, it's gorgeous
2: great. we've had some sunny days not so much today but in these past couple of weeks we've had a, a several sunny days and it's on those days where i'm i look around and i'm like this is one of the most beautiful places in the world mm-hmm. i mean seattle when it's sunny and bright, and you see the water everywhere, and the mm-hmm. mountains everywhere, and now some snow caps on there. Oh, gorgeous.
1: And you're from New England, so you know yeah. from fall. This is my time of year, <laughs> for sure. Can you tell?
2: Yes. Yes, I love some fall weather. Speaking of New England, go Red Sox. Um, anyway, uh, so we have a uh, World Series tonight, for those of you who maybe aren't into sports. I'm actually not that much of a baseball fan, but... Um, So we're going to be talking with Michelle Fournier, who's the founder of Harry's Picks, a um, online, so it's a website, harryspicks.com, harrys-picks.com, posted a link to it on our homepage. Going to get an update from her. It's been a few months since I talked with her.
1: Is that Picks like P-I-C-S, like short for pictures, or is that Picks like P-I-C-K-S or P I X?
2: Good question, Eric. It's uh P I C K S.
1: Okay. Yeah. So he's Harry is picking things.
2: Harry's picking things. He's choosing things. Right. In other words. And you actually have when you go on there, you can recommend like you can uh like recommend your dog's picks mm. P I C K S as well. So if okay. you went to a dog friendly uh restaurant or a, a great park or whatever, you can add that to the site and let other people know. And they do it based off of um, location. And they actually launched, launched it in Seattle.
1: Very cool. So uh, we're well, going to
2: talk to her about what she's learned since the launch. Great. Before that, though, I found an article on um, seattledogspot.com that I want to talk about. It was a dog attack. Uh, uh, on a, a eight-year-old boy. Um, so I'm going to kind of weigh in on that and talk about the behavioral aspect of that and what went on. Before I do that, though, I want to just announce um, Access is holding, uh, so Access is one of our partners, Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services, criticalcarevets.com is their website. They are holding a free to the public pet first aid workshop Saturday, November 9th. From 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., it's going to be at the Seattle Canine Club. They have a new location on 4th Avenue South, and uh, you can RSVP. All of this information is on our website, but you want to RSVP for this event. And um, it's a great, great workshop about uh, basic learning about basic anatomy, how to obtain vital signs, types and signs of shock, orthopedic injuries, Basic bandaging, I mean, it's a really, really great um, first aid workshop, free to the public, highly recommend, um, take the opportunity to attend Saturday, November 9th in Seattle. Uh, Interviewed Dr. Uh, Tamara Walker last week. It was an awesome interview. She's their uh, head of their surgery department. She's a board-certified surgeon and uh, learned a lot about, we focus mostly on orthopedics. Great show, that is archived both on our website and on iTunes as a free audio podcast. I think this is like number 245, episode number 245. How about that?
1: Time flies when you're having fun. I know.
2: Uh, So much more to talk about. So um, one of our newest partners, New Chapter Weddings, um, wanted to give them a shout-out because Darcy and I are celebrating our one-year wedding anniversary this weekend.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. I can't believe it's been a year since you got married. I was just about to say that. I know.
2: (laughs) We got, we had our wedding. Yeah. Well, we had our wedding and then we, when we were on our honeymoon, we found out that we could legally get married. So Mm -hmm. then we got legally married. So, um, but yeah, our wedding with where, you know, we had all of our families and communities and all that was, um, November 3rd of last year. So we're headed up to dog friendly Suncadia Resort. Um, it's a great place, uh, gorgeous. It's in Elum, Washington, just over the pass from Seattle, over the mountains. Beautiful place. And um, they do allow dogs. So it is a, a fun place, lots of hiking and stuff around there. Uh, Suncadia is what it's called. And I have a link to their site on our Facebook page and also on our website as well. Um, So I wanted to talk about this um, article that I found on Seattle Dogspot. So SeattleDogspot.com. I've had Robert Pregelman, who's the founder and uh, operator of the blog. Um, it's a really, really great um, dog blog. And he's got all sorts of stuff going on. Um, SeattleDogSpot.com is the website, and I've posted a link on our homepage as well, DogRadioShow.com. And I also posted a link to this article in particular. uh, Dog attack in Hoquiam, which is in Washington, um, severely injures an 8-year-old boy. And uh, there was a boy that was severely injured by his family's dog after it attacked him Um, three-year-old sister and 15-year-old babysitter. Uh, This was a French Mastiff. Uh, The police speculated the dog became agitated when the children jumped on a trampoline in the backyard. Um, And there's more detail. You can um, read the full article. I have a link to it on our website, and you can also find it on seattledogspot.com. But this one really struck me, and it brings up something that I really want to talk about, my expertise is in training and behavior. I've been working in this field for over 12 years now in the Seattle area, and I also have a degree in animal science. And, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with all types of dogs, all types of behaviors, you know, puppies who just need basic training or puppy guidance, There, where their people need some guidance. And I have worked with a, a number of um, sort of dangerous dog cases where, A dog has bit somebody and the, you know, animal control gets involved and, you know, the dog needs to be evaluated or, you know, worked with to prevent it from happening again if it wasn't, um, uh, you know, it's a common thing. You know, dogs use aggression to communicate naturally, and it's something that's really misunderstood. Like, when is aggression, like, not not under the category of like this dog is dangerous it's really just this dog is just being a dog and then there's situations like this story where of you know certainly way beyond that um where this boy was was injured he had um lots of stitches and stuff fortunately that was all that he needed but but it was the family dog and the thing that caught me about this was the was the trampoline and it's something that you know, we really need to be sensitive about with dogs in general is that they can be very uh, vulnerable to any situation where the energy is heightened. So jumping on a trampoline, you can imagine there's, there's more sort of energy to that situation than um, just kids sitting in a sandbox and playing in a sandbox, for example. So there's jumping up, There's that bouncing, so there's a physical motion up and down. There's probably squealing and, you know, things that kids do along with jumping on a trampoline. Of course, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I don't know the dog. I don't know the dog's history, if the dog has ever had incidences in the past. But the thing, that biggest thing that struck me was the fact that these kids were jumping on a trampoline and that it triggered the dog and triggered the dog's instinct and impulse And that's probably what the trigger was, was the movement and the um, heightened energy. And I've seen it before. I've seen it, especially in breeds who are really sensitive to arousal aggression, Um, pit bulls being probably the most common one, Um, herding breeds also. Uh, When we come back from break, I'm going to talk about uh, another environment where a lot of times dogs have a hard time handling themselves, which is in like a doggy daycare environment. And a lot of times the that is the reason is that they're overstimulated. It's too much for them. They're, it It really, when they get excited, it's like they have to, there needs to be an outlet for that energy. And so how that's going to manifest is through the dog's primary drive. So for like a herding breed, they can become... You know, they can fixate on dogs. They, you know, they can kind of take it to the point where it's excessive um, and just kind of get into that a little bit more and, and talk about this aspect of dogs. And like, you know, there's so many ways that dogs are um, so like us. I mean, there's so much I've talked quite a bit in the past about, you know, animals and emotion And, um, you know, there's certainly ways that dogs and people are a lot alike and where we really have this beautiful, natural connection. We're so similar socially compared to so many other types of animals. And then there's, you know, we can't forget that they're dogs, too. They're dogs. They have impulse and instinct and especially, you know, based off of their primary drives and their breeding and what their genetics are telling them to do that they can be vulnerable to being dogs and getting into trouble and potentially hurting people as a result of that so i'm going to talk more about that we're going to take a quick break you're listening to the dog show with julie forbes Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry, it just makes sense. This is Martha Norwalk, host of Animal World. This week, November 3rd, we'll entertain the human animal as we celebrate Mike's second anniversary with a show. Earlier this year, Mike said he'd like to have a conversation with one of our founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin. Our in-studio guest, Greg Baroni, will grant Mike that request. As a channel for Ben,
0: Greg says Ben is as witty and energetic as he was in the 1700s, and he loves to talk with
2: 21st century Americans. Better join us for this one. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150.
1: Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being. Finding a new job and building your business. Overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos. And living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See ConversationsLive.net for show schedule and guest information.
3: When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet. But sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about Access and our specialists, visit criticalcarevets.com. Going against the grain has never been so much fun. Alternative Talk, 1150
2: AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. If you've missed any part of the show or any of our past 240-plus episodes, you can find them all online at dogradioshow.com on our podcast page, or you can also download for free from iTunes as a free audio podcast. Lots of great interviews over the years. Uh, today, in this segment, I'm talking more about what I was talking about in the last segment about um, what sparked this topic was an article that I found on seattledogspot.com, and um, there was a dog attack in Washington State. A family dog attacked an 8-year-old boy and his sister and babysitter. And they were jumping on a trampoline. And um, the thing that really struck out to me was that trampoline aspect of it. And I've unfortunately seen lots of similar cases like this in my work with dog training and behavior. I offer in-home private lessons. The website is sensitivedog.com. Um, but I have worked with dogs who have gotten themselves into trouble and, and not um, to a lesser degree of this. I mean, this the, the dog had the boy's head in his mouth, so uh, it's certainly a very severe case. Um, and I do believe the dog was, was euthanized upon the request of the family. Um, but when a dog sort of lashes out, if somebody walks by with a... Um, you know, flowy flowy jacket or flowy dress. Uh, you know, I had one situation where a dog was just playing really um roughly with one of its best friends who it plays with all the time and that's how they play together and there's no issues there. But the dog was, you know, all amped up and and they were pulling the dog out of the yard to go home, which was just a few houses down. And right at that time when they stepped out of the gate, they had the dog on the leash, of course, but Somebody walked by, was talking loudly, and had a big flowy dress, and the dog um, just lunged out and um, bit the woman's dress, ripped the dress, and I think um, didn't puncture her leg, but I think, like, left a mark and got reported to animal control. And, you know, something to really appreciate about dogs, a lot of dogs, is that they are, um, you, you know, sensitive to energy. And when the energy of of an environment is raised, they can have a really hard time controlling their impulses and instinct. A really common example of this is in doggy daycares. There are a ton of doggy daycares in Seattle, and I have over the years done staff trainings for doggy daycares, uh, teaching staff how to best manage the pack, um, and also have worked with a number of dogs who have had challenges in, you know, being in a daycare environment where the people really want to try to work through this challenge. And sometimes it's possible, and sometimes it's just not a good fit. I see this a lot with herding breeds, um, certainly not exclusively herding breeds, but commonly um, where they just get overstimulated. And so it's like the the dog is in an environment that's exciting and uh, maybe too much activity for them because they are very sensitive and uh, sensitive to energy. And what happens is that their sort of their bodies respond to the heightened energy of the environment. And so what that what that does is it then kind of spills out if they're not given an outlet for it, like if they're not able to play it out in in one of the most recent cases that I worked with with a border collie, um, if there's not something to direct that energy that happens within the dog as a result of the heightened energy in the environment, then it's going to come out in their primary drive. It's going to manifest either as herding behavior, for example, probably one of the most common ones that I see, where the dogs will fixate on one dog or try to manage the pack. I mean, one thing that herding dogs want to do is they want to, you know, put hold everybody still. I mean, I always joke with my cattle dogs that, you know, like if, if I'm in a situation like that or, you know, that the cattle dogs would try to just, you know, keep everybody in the corner and keep everybody together in a group. And that's what they're bred to do. I mean, if you're talking about sheep or, you know, managing flocks, you're keeping everybody together and moving them. So that's how it's going to express, especially if you have a high drive dog. So just as a function of being excited, dogs can have problems. And that was the thing that stuck out to me in this article about this dog attack that happened was that the kids were jumping on a trampoline. There's a lot of movement going on, physical movement, jumping up and down, jumping up and down. They probably weren't silent while they were doing it. I mean, there was probably squeals of joy, which people do when they jump on trampolines. And that is probably what triggered the dog to do what it did. It does not excuse it, but in understanding kind of in retrospect what happened. And I see it a lot, and it's important for people to just be sensitive about environments and that some dogs um, just don't do well in environments where there's so much going on. They just can't handle themselves. There is certainly, um, it's certainly workable, and I have had success with dogs, especially if they're just young and immature, Where if you put some structure in place in those environments in a way that engages their brain, give them a constructive outlet for that energy that sort of builds up inside them in response to the energy of the environment. If you can give them a constructive outlet for it um, and, you know, the dog doesn't have any other otherwise issues with aggression with other dogs or anything and it's just an energy thing then it it can be it can be workable dogs can learn, of course, how to handle themselves when they get excited, when they get distracted um but to be mindful of that, especially with kids, because you know for sure kids have a different energy than adults do um ask any adult who's not used to being around kids. it's like, whoa man, I can you know hear those kids. It's funny, I kind of have. I'm not around kids too much, so I'm, I can definitely feel, you know, the difference. I'm sort of sensitive to their energy. I love kids, but I'm just not really used to them. And the opposite, though, is that I'm, like, way, way used to dogs. I work with dogs every day. I have a number of dogs myself, and I can tune dogs out, like dog barking, dog whining, the energy of dogs doesn't bother me that much. But people who aren't around dogs very much, that can be really, really hard for them to handle. Kind of similar with kids. Kids have a chaotic energy. Kids, especially really, really young kids, they don't really have control of themselves. That's scary to a dog that's uncomfortable around kids. So, you know, no unsupervised time. I mean, it sound. it this was the family dog, so I don't know how old the dog was. I don't think it says in the article But um, the trampoline part just uh, popped out at me with this one. And so I wanted to talk about that. Um, It's probably not a coincidence that it happened when the kids were jumping on the trampoline because, again, raises the energy of the environment and it just makes dogs vulnerable to flipping a switch or or just kind of doing what their bodies and what their genes are telling them to do. Uh, But it's too bad. And, you know, they talked, too, about the... One of the things about this, this boy was just so upset that his own dog turned on him. And, of you know, I think it's really natural for people to feel that way, but that it's also not a personal thing. I mean, this is just an, an, a situation where the it's not like the dog's, like, premeditated turning on you and taking you out. I think the dog was gotten by its instinct and, uh, you know, had to be euthanized as a result of it, so... It's just too bad. I hate to I hate to see stories like this, but um, you know it's important to understand what happened. Dog aggression is a funny thing. I mean, I remember when I was learning about dog aggression and watching um, a woman, her, her name is Tracy Ross, and she still works with dogs. Um, she works a little bit up north, but we still consult with each other, mostly me to her, on cases um, for me, especially with really severe aggression, is that it is scary. I mean, dog dog aggression is a scary thing for most people. We are animals, too, so we have a, a physical reaction to um, dogs being aggressive, and it takes a lot of practice in getting comfortable with reading aggression and being able to really understand, is this dog just communicating as a dog, setting a boundary, um, really fairly uh, backing, like, for example, another dog off. A lot of people don't even like to see a dog snap at another dog. And it's like, well, how else are they going to set a boundary? You know, how else are they going to keep that dog from taking their bone if they don't at least growl and snap and say, hey, don't don't try it? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, um, especially with dogs communicating with other dogs. We don't really ever want to see that with people. But Um, It's natural. I mean, dogs use aggression to communicate. And and I think that not in this case of this um, article, but in general, I think dogs get into a lot of trouble doing just what they do. and, And people put them in situations where they're left with no other choice. Like, for example, tying a dog out outside of a coffee shop, if the dog is like not totally bomb proof, um, You know, if the dog is a little uncomfortable around strangers or uncomfortable around kids or uncomfortable around other dogs, don't leave the dog unattended there to fend for him or herself. Because if they do feel backed into a corner or tied out, they can't get away, then they're going to use aggression to back whatever it is off. And then that's how they can get reported to animal control if something happens. And then, you know, it goes from there. So I think just being really mindful and setting everybody up for success Um, just really looking out for your dog and really knowing your dog and not putting them in situations where they're going to potentially have to feel like they need to fend for themselves. So it's a tough one, aggression in general. um, It's a tough one, and it's really, really misunderstood. So uh, that article is, you can read it in full if you like. Uh, I have a link to it posted on our website, which is dogradioshow.com. And you can also find it and a lot of other articles about all sorts of different things on seattledogspot.com. Great website. They've got all sorts of stuff going on there. And uh, when we come back from break, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk with Michelle Fournier, who is the founder of Harry's Picks. And that is P-I-C-K-S. Thank you, Eric. (laughs) Um, like Harry's is Harry is the dog and it's like his picks for like the great places to go that are dog friendly or dog related. So you, so that
1: would be Harry, like H-A-R-R-Y rather than H-A-I-R-Y.
2: That's right.
1: You might get some werewolf pictures if you (laughs) misspell it. Yeah. Or other
2: things. Get it correct. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I've posted a link to it on, on our homepage too. So, um. If you forget it or you can't write it down, you can always find it there, too. So we'll be back with Michelle Fournier. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.
0: where are you? We got some work to do now.
2: an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a colder illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. 6190 again 4258286190 The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland Heal faster, play longer. Hi, I'm Martha Childress with the Natural Choice Network. Join us every Tuesday at 12:30 p.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week we invite leaders from our sustainable community to share their unique visions and valuable insights. You'll learn great tools to make your life greener, healthier, and more sustainable for generations to come. Thank you for making the natural choice. That's the Natural Choice Network every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Please join us.
3: Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune in to my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauly, at 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk 1150.
2: This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dogs www.sensitivedog.com
3: the search is over you found the station that's not afraid to be different alternative talk 11 50 a.m
2: welcome back to the dog show with julie forbes and we're back talking with Michelle Fournier, who's the founder of Harry's Picks. H a r r y s dash p i c k s dot com is the website. Michelle, how's it going?
0: It's going really well, Julie. Thanks for having me.
2: Yes, it's nice to have you back. I got to meet That's you great. in person when you were here in Seattle um, pre-launch of yeah, Harry's Picks. Yeah, in June. Yeah. And uh, Michelle's in New England right now, so you've probably... Is it uh, Peak Foliage? i
0: in Fenway Park, in the background. And I,
2: bet. I live in southern New Hampshire. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Red Sox Nation over Red there. Fox I'm sure they're Nation. out Amen. of their minds. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, you, you launched this site uh, with your first city being Seattle. Yep. Um, and then, you know, moving forward... Uh, you know, going into other cities as well. Just tell us again if, if people didn't hear your first interview, you know, what is Harry's Picks and what are you doing?
0: So Harry's Picks is a site that was founded and um, built upon necessity. Um, it's basically a recommendation site for dog lovers and it's recommendations by dog lovers for dog lovers so it's all encompassing it's every aspect of living our tagline is live life with your dog so it's any way that you would want to choose to live life with your dog it's recommendations for that and it's like i said it's recommendations um for people people so um if you're traveling down to portland for the weekend and you want to bring your dog with you you pop on to harry's picks and and there's dog friendly restaurants listed and dog friendly dog parks you want to find where you know the off-leash park is in portland so you go go on there and you you check it out um and that's anywhere across the country
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: you know kind of the the my one of my favorite parts of the site. I mean, it's all my. It's like choosing my favorite kid. It's uh, I love all aspects of it, but one of my favorite parts is that you log on. Like I'm registered as Harry's mom on the site, so there's this really nice um, human anonymity. So it really is all about the dogs, and you know, so Harry's mom makes recommendations on Harry's behalf.
2: Right, of course, because mm-hmm. they are, after all, Harry's picks. They are, after all, his <laughs> picks. Yes. Right. And I think I love that perspective just in the first place, because I think there is a difference between what people like to do sometimes and what dogs like to do too. so I love that aspect yeah. of really focusing on the dog and i and it's really valuable, so valuable to get reviews from other people and their you know from other dog lovers about businesses about um you know places to go visit um, yeah. I need to actually add something on there for um this trail that we found in the Metau Valley, which is...
0: Uh, gorgeous. Is it gorgeous?
2: It was, we walked up to this trailhead and it said, it had a sign, like an official sign that said Dog Trail.
0: Ah, oh, I love
2: it. And I was like, what? I had never seen anything like it before and it was amazing. And, we and just, was it off leash? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's and you know that kind of interesting in building on what you were saying. Um, I also think that people make different choices about where they can go and what they can do based on if they can take their dog with them. Yeah. I know that you know when we plan either my husband and I plan to go away for a weekend or if it's a whole family thing, I will absolutely go out of the way to try and do something that Harry can join us on before I hop on a plane or do something that I have to put him in a kennel or send him off to the in laws or something, you know? Right. And so it's nice having, and it's funny because I, I check the site constantly and it's so fun to see these new add-ons and you say, oh, geez, I didn't I didn't realize that, you know, Portsmouth, New Hampshire was so dog-friendly. Yeah. That's going to be a great day trip sometime, you know? Mm-hmm. So they might even be right around the corner and you just didn't know about it. And, like, embarrassingly, quite literally, in the next town over from where I live, I was driving home the other day and did a cut-through and there was a huge fenced-in off leash dog park and I went, oh, my God, tail between my leg, no pun intended. There's a, Like, I didn't even know about this. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that's, you know, now going on to Harry's pick. So you just don't know when these things are going to turn up. And it's just it's really nice information to have.
2: Yeah. And in a society where we, you know, when when I'm working with clients for behavioral challenges, yeah. a lot of times part of what's contributing to it is that the dogs are bored or they're lonely right. and so anything yep. that facilitates people being able to get out and include their dogs more in their weekend plans and or
0: socialize put the phone yeah. down and go out and socialize with people with the like yeah. interest it's, I mean, you know how it is when you're at your community dog park. It's so so social um, for, for both the dogs and the people. And this is, Harry's Picks is just a way of kind of bringing that bringing that in, in a spotlight, you know. And, and kind of the impetus of the whole site was that um, we had heard of a lot of people that were moving across country and, and asking, you know, I have a doggy boutique in Boston, and they would come in and say, oh, you know, we're moving to, to San Francisco. Where, where are we going to find another dog walker? You know who's going to groom our dog, and Mm -hmm. and that's how it kind of came to us. Like there should be a common container referral for people who have who care for their dogs in the same way.
2: Mm -hmm. And to find the service providers, I mean that is a big deal. A big aspect about moving is that you 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 lose all of your you know your pet sitter and your groomer and your vet and. You know, and they're not necessarily easy to find. I mean, they're not all created no. equally, so it's important to get that word of mouth referral from people who have actually used the services to know yeah. who are the good ones and also what are the ones to avoid.
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that, you know, when when I look for things for Harry, it's the, the first choices that I make are, are ones that are, are referred by people that I trust, whose opinions I trust.
2: Yeah. Now what kind of dog is Harry?
0: Mix Lab Golden,
2: uh-huh. he's red. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> One of his many nicknames. How old is he? He just turned six on Sunday.
2: Oh, happy birthday!
0: I know, and I'm ha- I'm going through the trauma of having a you know quote unquote senior dog next year. <laughs> it's freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he still has so much puppy in him. He's, he's, a, he's a good uh, a test guy for, for Harry's Picks, you know, yeah. going out and testing all sorts of places for him. It's, it's great fun.
2: Yeah. Is he um, doing anything for Halloween?
0: Um, he is not that big into dressing up. Last year he was an airplane, <laughs> and he really enjoyed that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. He had a
0: propeller on his head. Aww. Um so, no, he um, he's going to sit this one out. He's just going to hand out candy. Nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was just talking with a client today about, like, Halloween. She's like, I think I'm just going to put, like, they just adopted a dog, and she's still adjusting. And she's like, I think I'm just going to put her up in her kennel when all the, you know, there's like two hours of madness when all these yes. people are coming to the door. Yes, believe yeah. me,
0: we handle that, too. One of us usually sits in the kitchen and holds him back while the other one hands out candy. Right. <laughs>
2: You're like, Happy Halloween. The dog's like, Get out of here. He
0: won't hurt you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'm curious because you, um, well, what other cities have you um, launched in any other cities yet officially?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the site is national. Okay. Um, and so it's about getting representation from users Um, because you know it's funny because we've talked to people about oh you know you should just list these places in let's just pick a random city like miami um oh you should just list these places in miami because you know i've i've Seen a list, and these are the places that are dog friendly. But for us, it's really about slow and steady wins the race for us. We want it organic. It- When you see something that's posted on Harry's Pick as a pick, a P-I-C-K, it's because someone went there and tried it and tested it. It is, in fact, dog-friendly. It is, you know, however they recommend it. It's a great spot. You can go there. You can bring your dog there. So you know what I mean? Like For us, it's about maintaining the integrity um, of the organic
2: nature of, of, of the information. Yeah. Is there anything on the site as far as um, like I know that you can write what you what like your pick is? Is there a place for bad experiences also, like warnings, like don't go here? Or I you know, didn't have a good time really here.
0: Interesting. So, and I and I kind of struggled with this, and and again, kind of feeling like it is just going to evolve. This the website's so young, Julie. It's ten weeks old, right? So yeah. I feel like if you and I have another conversation in six months or a year, we're probably going to be having a whole different conversation about how the site has ultimately evolved because we're allowing the users to help us dictate the direction that the site goes in Mm -hmm. and whatever is the most popular in terms of information sharing or is it blog posting or is it, you know, we just added a Rainbow Bridge section Mm -hmm. and that's already getting some play and the Linda Helping Paw section. So as far as reviews and and negative reviews, I feel like I want people to take the license to review something honestly. Um, most importantly for us is that if something is listed as dog friendly and you show up there with their, your dog and you're not, and, and it's in fact not, that's huge, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a huge piece of information for us to have. Um, but as far as like you know, I got a cold coffee at this coffee shop or whatever. <laughs> right. I, I don't. I don't feel like that's in in. In my opinion, that's not why I created the site. I created it because, frankly, I would rather bring Harry to a local coffee shop and have a really mediocre cup of coffee while sitting outside with him than bring him to, than, than to have to leave him home and go have an, a, an a amazing cup of coffee somewhere.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and there is a difference between sort of pet tolerant and like really truly pet friendly.
0: Yeah. And I just feel like, for me, and when I have the time, you know, there's certainly the time and the place for everything. And, and if if I have the time to take him out, and we're going on a hike, and it's a, it's a me and Harry day or me and Harry time or a couple hours or something, then I want to be able to. Then I'll sacrifice, you know, the best donut for for you know my time with him and his and the ability to bring him somewhere.
2: Yeah. Um, well. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I have a few more questions for you, Michelle. We're talking sure. with Michelle Fournier, who's the founder of Harry's Picks, um, H-A-R-R-Y-S-P-I-C-K-S.com. Check it out. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, Raw or cooked can be purchased from their Burian shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry, it just makes sense. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog
3: When your dog or cat is sick, you go to the vet, but sometimes they need more advanced care with a veterinary specialist. Hi, I'm Dr. Beth Davidow with Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Veterinary specialists receive more than 10,000 hours of extra training in dedicated fields like radiology, surgery, cardiology, oncology, and more. If your pet is facing a complicated health issue, it may be best to see a specialist. Talk to your veterinarian about the appropriate time for referral. To learn more about access and our specialists, Visit criticalcarevets.com. No other station brings you this much variety. Welcome to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
2: Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And um, we were just talking off air. Um, We're back with Michelle Fournier, who is the founder of Harry's Picks dot pickscom is the website. There's also a link to it on our homepage, which is DogRadioShow.com. Um, Michelle, in the last segment, you mentioned that you added a Rainbow Bridge section for mm-hmm. dogs who have passed away. And that made me think about Rainbow Bridge Hearts and how I've just been over the moon about this company. I'm going to have them on the show within the next few weeks Um, But they do glass blown hearts here in Seattle. Um, They're gorgeous. They have a few different color combinations. And there's a swirl that comes out um, of a few different colors from the center of the heart. And one of those swirls is white. And that white swirl is your pet's ashes. And it's like, oh. I I, I love that. I saw your
0: post on that. And it's just, it's so touching. And I think it's such a beautiful way to remember your pet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that was kind of the whole, you know, like I was saying about how the site, you know, we're just allowing it to go organically, and that mm-hmm. was kind of something that we had heard from people, like, you know, oh, I miss my dog so much, I wish I could use your site. Yeah. Well, you can, you yeah. know, there's there's a nice little way to honor your, your dog in the Rainbow Bridge section.
2: Mm-hmm. More and more, and I'm so thrilled um, that it is this case, but more and more... Uh, Acknowledgement is and value is being put on on the you know the the whole end of life aspect and and how yeah. hard it is for people when their pets do pass away that it is uh, an intense grief that that happens for sure. Oh my
0: god, I can't. Uh.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. You don't even want to talk about it. Jeez,
0: yeah, it's awful. Well, and you know, kind of building on that is uh, you know our our Lenda Helping Paw section, mm-hmm. which is dedicated to the shelters and rescues out there. Um, and as someone, I, admittedly and uh, embarrassingly, I didn't really know anything about shelters and rescues when I opened my first doggy boutique five years ago, and was quickly turned on to that world, and introduced to it, and educated on it, and I. I'm just such an advocate um, for what these volunteers do and what these organizations do uh, to, to help save lives um, mm-hmm. for, for these dogs. I don't know. Have
3: you guys heard anything about
0: the Puppy Doe case out there? Is it getting national attention?
2: No. No, I mean, not that I've heard of. The Puppy Doe? Oh.
0: Puppy Doe, D-O-E. Um, yeah, no. it was just a, a horrific animal abuse case no. in Boston. And... uh It was a rescue, it was a a pit bull, and, I mean, horrific to the point that I'm just not going to go into detail about it. Um, But ultimately, they wound up having to euthanize the dog because it was so severely beaten that the only thing that they could do to make the dog find peace was to euthanize it. But they just... Um, arrested the perpetrator oh good um yeah yesterday mm. um so it's getting a ton of attention, and you know it's something that we've we've been we've acknowledged on harry's picks facebook page um and we'll definitely be acknowledging her on um the rainbow bridge section as well as mm. the one helping paw section
3: hmm
2: you know it's something that is so i mean i think <laughs> uh you know, I have, like, probably the least amount of tolerance for people who do things like that to animals. I can't even stand it, yeah. Um, but the, And it's, I think, unfortunate that they don't oftentimes really get more of a, of a consequence than I think oh, they really um, should.
0: It, 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 you'll probably research it now that we've talked about it, but when you see the details of this and the, the hair-crawling detail of this, yeah. they're saying that the maximum he could face is five years.
2: And the thing is is that there is a link not that it sh- not that it should have to be this way but that there is a link psychologically to people who yeah. oftentimes start with animals and then move on to people and it's not to say that yep. abusing mm-hmm. animals is any less is you know not as bad as as right. uh, you know but it, it there is a real I mean you really want someone walking around free who's capable of doing something like that to a dog?
0: There's something intrinsically broken about yeah. a person that does something like that and yeah. it's just a matter of time before they do something to a human. Yeah. You know, it's just
2: it it's something's baffling. wrong. It's something's baffling. real wrong going on, you know, in, yeah. inside that person. So yep. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, that was something that I was thinking about was like, I'm so glad that you're doing something for this dog, you know, to just sort of honor her. Yeah, um, we
0: found out her real name, and it's. it was a, um, a so there's a whole campaign out here going around um, anti- you know, giving up dogs on Craigslist because this was a dog that was given up on Craigslist. Yeah. And in researching it, we have a couple of the girls that work at, at the boutique who um, have taken on Craigslist as their own pet project and going out and doing freedom rides for dogs that are being posted on Craigslist. Um and it's really moving. Yeah. It's really moving. I mean, and and finding foster homes for them and just kind of, you know, much like the same way you would with a larger um rescue or shelter organization, but this is just people who are just so so disgusted by the stories that they're hearing about these
2: dogs on Craigslist that they're just being used for, you know, bait right. basically. It's right. just
0: it's and so, you know, there's this whole campaign to get um dogs off of Craigslist.
2: Mm, good. I like it.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm a huge fan of that.
2: Good. Well, it's good that this, you know, hopefully is getting a lot of publicity and and will, you know, hopefully result in something constructive and that it so. wasn't all for nothing.
0: Yeah, I hope
2: so. Um, so you now is Harry's Pixes uh within the US, correct? Yeah. Okay.
0: And we actually had someone from um from Montreal write and say i'd like to i'd like to start posting things from montreal up here if i yeah. could and <laughs> yeah so sure like i like i said Julie, like kind of consistently throughout this it's really all about what people want to add yeah. you know i think my in the 10 short weeks that we've been on the web um and going out and and meeting with and having street teams meet with people and going out and you know talking to people ourselves and going to events and whatnot i've had a lot of people say to me Oh, um, you know so polka dog is my favorite. Are they on there, and it's and so it's kind of like re educating people to say, "Well, I like it, so I'm gonna put it on there. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. instead of waiting for someone else to put on there to go on and say, "Oh, it's not on there, so right maybe they're not talking well, no, it's really all in your hands. It's in the user's hand to put on there whatever it is, whether it's a you know whether it's a shelter or a rescue or whether it's um." Another type of nonprofit organization that they that they find worthy, or if it's a coffee shop or a pub or uh, the hiking trail that you just found, you know. So whatever it is, it's however you can live life with your dog is yeah. how, what we want to see, and we, what we want all our users to be able to see, because you never know when someone's going to be in your neck of the woods.
2: Yeah, true. Also well, their dog. <laughs> yeah. Well. um, it's been great to catch up with you, and you too. you're glad to hear things are going so well for you and and Harry and his yeah. website. Yeah,
0: um, he's such an entrepreneur, this guy. He yeah. is, yeah, <laughs> he
2: really is. <laughs> um, so keep us posted. You know, we'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll have to check back in with you in several months and see where you're, you know, where you've gotten. And that, uh, I know you're calling from. New England, and that you were in Boston today. And, um, yeah, it's probably pretty crazy there for the yeah, World Series. On, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have a wonderful uh Halloween. Um, tell Harry to have fun handing out uh, candy if that's what you call it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's um, and fact. we'll just be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you again soon.
0: I appreciate your time, Julie. I really do. Thank you so much. I love all the work you do.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll be in touch. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. So I uh, wanted to mention again, uh, speaking of places that are great to go with your dog, uh, Darcy and I are headed to SunCadia Resort in Cleelum this weekend for our one-year wedding anniversary. They are dog-friendly, um, and friendly, I mean. Um, so it's a great place to go if you're looking for somewhere in this area. Beautiful, lots of hiking around. They also have a spa there, and uh, we're really looking forward to getting away. Um, and always always fun to go to dog-friendly places um, all of the information from the show today, Harry's Picks, the link to that site, the link to the article um, that I referenced earlier in the show about the dog attack, um, there's a link to that article as well, and also information about the um, Pet First Aid Seminar that's coming up, um, put on by ACCESS, one of our partners, Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services. Um all of that information is on our homepage, dogradioshow.com. And you can also find all of our um, episodes on iTunes as a free podcast. And you can find um, Harry's Picks on Facebook. You can find um, The Dog Show on Facebook as well. Uh, become a part of our conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday at 2. I've got lots of fun um, articles and pictures that I post. Um Throughout the weeks, uh, some of my training clients, especially cute puppies, um, interesting articles, all that good stuff. Eric, are you dressing up this year for Halloween? You know, I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, last minute, <laughs> I'm going to huh? have
1: to decide here pretty quick. Yeah, but, you are. Uh, Yeah, I, w- I was working on a Stephen Colbert costume, but I'm not sure I'll have it in time for mm. uh, Halloween. So I may have to put that off until next year.
2: Yeah, so good it'll have to wait.
1: Possibly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, uh...
1: Do you got big plans for Halloween? Nope. Going to stay out and hand out candy or stay home and hand out candy with the dogs? We
2: get like one trick or treater, maybe. Yeah. It's kind of sad, you know?
1: Trick or treating is not what it used to be.
2: Yeah. Certain neighborhoods, I think, are still hitting it, but uh, ours is not. So, but we'll we'll, we'll be there. If there is a child that comes by, we'll we'll accommodate for sure. Uh, Thank you. A big thank you to our partners, the Natural Pet Pantry. NaturalPetPantry.com, raw and cooked food for dogs and cats, locally made here in Seattle. Um, access Animal Critical Care and Emergency Services, CriticalCareVets.com, uh, location in Renton and Lake City. And then New Chapter Weddings, uh, our wedding planner. We're about to celebrate our one-year anniversary. They were amazing. NewChapterWeddings.com. Thanks for listening to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes.
1: Well, it's all-